My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. It is what, talking what, who, and the what, 29. Okay, seriously. Yeah. You're Elon Musk. Yes, this I- week. <laughs> I'm rich! You're Elon Musk Go this on. week. Yeah. You have $14 billion in orders of a thing that you have made three of. Thank you. <laughs> I'm good at what Maybe. I do. And then your little spaceship finally lands on a barge. What do you buy yourself? <laughs> like, what is the gift? It's been yourself? a good week. Yeah. He's mm. had a good week, and Elon is like, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to splurge. Where is that sharper image catalog? That's right. <laughs> I'm going to get myself a gold eye watch. You think? No. No. So you got to think a little bigger. <laughs> I don't know. What do you do? It has been a big week for the old Elon Musk, hasn't it, Thomas? Yes. It's been huge. SpaceX, that barge landing was Epic. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna jump right into the, no, to no, the no. launch? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just let's saying. do it. No, no, I'm just saying that he's had a great week. He's had a great and week. And I want to know when you're Uber rich. Yeah. What do you buy yourself? What do you get yourself? Does he go and buy himself a Ferrari? Probably not. You no, know, I think at this point money is just like you can't buy yourself anything to make you happy. Okay, you so then buy what, anything yesterday. So what experience does he get? I'll tell you what I do. Okay, right? Here's this what is exciting. You ready? I get a giant bowl of salsa. Okay. And lime chips, and I eat the whole thing without any guilt at all. I'm like, I deserve a bowl of salsa and chips without guilt. Boom, I'm gonna put some cheese on there, maybe some little chunks of meat. I like that. It's like a it's That's a it. food That's gift. That's all I need. So to do. maybe he went with like I mean, I don't know Elon, I don't know what like South Africans are into, but maybe he just they got eat himself lions and zebras. <laughs> no, they do not. Yeah, pretty maybe sure. he just got himself like a big giant bowl of like Coffee, ice cream, and and whipped cream, and just he just yeah. went to town. Just went off. If it wasn't for the uh, you know the the family issues that he's running into right now, this may have been the greatest week in a person's life. Pretty impressive. But let's get started with this show. A lot to cover. Oh my gosh! I think there's been uh, some more additional information coming out about the Model 3. We, so, Mel, let's update the people. Let's uh, start with the Model 3 because we have to because it's still only a week and a half since launch. It seems oh, like last seems year. seems like it's been forever. So there's still lots of excitement. Yeah. At last count, the last thing I could find was 325,000 pre-orders. That's, That's a lot. 14 billion in sales. That's 325 million just in quiche. And um, it's said, stated that this is the single biggest launch of any product in history for anything. I don't know what that means. Like, what are his data parameters beyond that? I mean, if you talk about the... Is he um, saying this is bigger than the the pre-orders for the iPhone? Maybe that's true. But is he talking talking about cash dollars or is he talking about... Clearly, it's not units because we know the Apple Topanga store sells about 300,000 iPhones (laughs) in a week. I don't know what it is, but it's a nice hyperbolic statement that uh, we love that Elon does. It is good. So... um, Let's go to the Model 3, and I don't know if this was yours. This is from the Daily Beast, which is a commentary about the Model 3 and about Tesla in general. Was this yours? Yes. This was very interesting, Very in my interesting, opinion. I thought. He's basically saying here that Tesla's running a bit on smoke and mirrors. Yeah. That they basically have an X and an S, which are ridiculously expensive cars sold to very rich people who are basically buy this as a toy because they can afford to have another car if it breaks. 
And there is no guarantee that with a Model 3 that he can produce a profitable company. Correct. Or he can produ- or people will put up with the kind of shite that uh, the X's and S people have, which right. is it breaks a lot and you have to take it back. Right. And it's very different to make a really expensive X and S than it is to, like you were saying last month, last week, 500,000 Camrys. They have yeah. got to come off the line in pristine condition with very small margins, and that's hard to do, and he is not yeah. convinced that he can do it. But go on. Right. I don't know. And there's all kinds of other issues that happen with any sort of growth company like this. As you know, the service centers are all jam-packed full of cars. Robert made a little bit of a report on that. The Van Nuys Service Center has got as many cars in its parking lot as it can take. They're trying to build more and more of them. But the other part of that is as people who live away from city centers on some levels, right, are farther and farther away from those service centers, then how does Tesla service those cars? What's going to happen when 50,000 cars need to have their tires changed or 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 a window seal replaced or or the niddly things, right? They don't really have the big service center dealership model. So how is Tesla going to do that? Again, can Tesla get enough cash to get this car out? Everybody's like, ooh, $325 million in, in deposits. Uh, that's about, I don't know, two months worth of cash burn, according to what's happening over at Tesla. So, and then the big... Uh, elephant in the room is the tax deal, right? Here in the States, if you buy a fully electric vehicle, you get a federal rebate of 7500 and then a lot of states give you some as well. In California, it's 2500 But right. that's not for every car ever sold. That's only for 200000 of that car per, per no, manufacturer. Correct. Not that car, but per manufacturer. So this guy, everybody's been saying, well, it's going to be a $30,000 car after the rebate. And he said, well, if you factor in the fact that they have sold 50000 and this year another 100000 only about 50,000 people are going to get Tesla rebates. And since the people who are first in line are already the rich people, the people who are going to get these rebates are the people who already have Teslas, who are already rich, who don't really need the rebates. So the poor person right. who really needs $7,000 off his car, so this is an affordable car, isn't going to get it. This is not going to be an affordable car for a lot of people. It's going to be too expensive. Correct. So at the end of the day, is a $35,000 car with only a small state incentive enough? Are there going to be a ton of people who who were expecting to get this car under thirty going to be disappointed, or will it not matter? I will Good ask question. you that question, Tom. Tom, will you buy a thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollar Tesla Model Three? I think I would. Thank you. I think the answer is actually, as Elon has said in other um, interviews, the incentives are really nice. They help moving things along. But if you build a really great car. Uh, that incentive is not going to make a difference to people. If it's truly a great car, then it won't make a difference. Some people won't get it, sure, but still the majority of people will be like, I didn't get the incentive, I still want the car. I think that uh, that is true. But it's very interesting. You should read this article. It's not nasty. Some articles are just nasty. This is stupid, it's bad, but it really brings up some of the real-world problems of going from a 
small volume, very expensive luxury car maker to a high volume Tesla, I mean, yeah. a Ford, Toyota type company is very hard, mostly because it's a cash hole to get that going. Yeah, big cash hole, a lot of infrastructure issues. And it's not just the cash hole to buy new machinery and to hire new a new crew, right? You got to train people on how to build cars properly. You got to train people how to build cars fast properly. You got to service them. You got to be able to deliver them properly, right? It takes... I don't know how long it took you, but we bought a used one and we were with that dude for about two hours. So that's pretty difficult as far as just the delivery method that they use. If you just look at like uh, Ford and GM in Australia, in the US, for many years, I would say probably for 30 years, there was complaints about how crappily these cars were built. And the Japanese had it down. They had much better build quality. And it took Ford and GM decades to catch up some people say they still haven't caught up but decades for them to catch up and elon's going to try and do that in three years i don't know if he can because so far as again this thing is suggested they've never built a car on time and they've never built a car that didn't have lots of issues right and again rich people are fine with it it's a bit of a game whatever i get an extra car in the garage but if this is your only car better work rich people are they fine with it or no we, we put up with it yeah, because we're part of the part of the green revolution, baby. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was in Woodstock again. <laughs> All right, let's do um, let's do electric, electric. Uh, it's got some things here. Yeah, they said, you know, this is really interesting. So Elon gets up there and he makes all these grand statements and we are just wetting ourselves with excitement. <laughs> we are. Oh, it was and a- then it does not take more than just a day or two for the website to go up with the actual Model 3 specifications. And they're already different this than is, what he said. This is why Ricardo quit. You can't say that, Elon. Well, he did say it, and then the website says things differently. So um, one of the things he said, we're going to be a five-star rating in safety in all categories. And then the website says, "Eh, it's going to average five. And he specifically said, it's not going to average five. It's going to be in five and everything. And they're like, we think we better say average right now. Right. But but again, like they're going to do everything they can Uh engineerically. Engineerically is not a word. Engineerically to make it five star. And this is the thing is Elon says these things and what does it do? It pushes his company. He is a visionary. So it pushes people in his company to work harder to find solutions to the things he says on Twitter. He said that the Model 3 is going to have supercharger standard. And now the website (laughs) says... It's going to be supercharged capable. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. Well, Just like well. the early to S's, right? Where it was yeah. an option. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of those things that we asked the question, is this going to cost us more money? And is it for everybody? And is autopilot? There's some stuff in there about autopilot as well. So they're already backing off a little bit. Yeah. But then, as a number of commentators have suggested, you think it's changing here, just now? It's going to change even more because this car doesn't even exist. That's true. It's in his brain. (laughs) And so what comes out of his brain a year and a half or two or three when it's actually – is going to be very different. But um, Especially considering we don't know. You know what's good about it? No. Gives us something to talk about every week as this changes every week. That's true, yeah. I mean, and especially since we don't know what their financials are going to look like. Are they about to do another round of investment? Is the Gigafactory really going to eventually give them the sort of economies of scale to be able to do this? It's, you know, those are a lot of unknowns. A lot about money, but their stock price did go up, and you were talking about how much money they burn uh, with $14 billion in sales – that are basically guaranteed, maybe it won't be that much, their stock price is going up, so they're going to be able to sell some stock. So I don't think money is going to be the biggest issue. It doesn't change these other issues about manufacturing. But one of the reasons 
Well, his stated reason for creating this company was to move the other manufacturers along, right? Let's get everybody excited about electric cars and let's do it. And that's happening. So as uh, that article from the Daily Beast was saying, the best that a Tesla can hope for, and I think it is the thing that he is hoping for, is that Toyota and GM and people who are able to make mass market cars very quickly at good quality will jump onto the electric bandwagon and they'll be the people that actually create the green electric car revolution, the Leafs and the Bolts. And I think that's correct. That's exactly what he wanted to do. And it's already turned out that the Bolt, after the Model 3 was revealed, has said, oh yeah, ours is going to have at least 215 miles range as well. Already putting some pressure on GM to keep moving things forward here. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they're keeping it forward. They still need to do fast charging. They still need to add all of that stuff. I don't want to talk about Model uh, X. Model X? this sort of continues on with this theme of not making fun of Tesla, but sort of um, seeing it for what it is. So Model X, the contraindications of Tesla. The contra, not the contraindication, the the contradictions contradictions of Tesla. Nice doctor word, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So there's another article here that we have that says... Wall Street Journal. Yeah, Wall Street Journal. Mainstream Press. It said... uh, Look, and this was a guy that was sort of sitting in the parking lot, <laughs> oh, got stuck behind a rich hippie with his ex taking selfies, and he was like, <laughs> these effing greenies drive me crazy. Self-righteous bastards they are. Oh, and uh, it's like, you know, Tesla could have just gone and produced a really economical, uh, inexpensive electric car um, that would have had less impact on the environment than the giant tanks that they're producing right now that yeah. weigh 5,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, that's true. And these people are in there really rich and they're limousine liberals and uh, and it's all bad. And he could have just sort of done a car for the masses, but he didn't. He made these expensive ones. And I think that's all true. But he specifically said, and again, I think the guy's a bit of a genius in this. He specifically said he wanted to produce a company, that a car that proved that electric vehicles could be sexy, could be amazing, could be better than internal combustion yeah. cars. If he had have come out with a basically a glorified golf cart, then people would have gone, that's a stupid car. <laughs> right. I agree with his philosophy. I'm going to make the greatest, stupidest car in the world to show you that you can have great cars that are electric. And he's done that. Yeah, but... They already kind of did that with the Roadster, right? They came out with that car. Still a silly little car. It was a silly little car, but it had what people want. It had range, right? That's the key to all of this, right? They sold plenty of Leafs, right? Nissan sold plenty of Leafs. The reason they didn't sell three or four times as many was because of the range and because of the fast charging. So maybe this guy's correct. Maybe Elon's first car should have been the three, Mm -hmm. and then... You know, then he could have made the expensive car and been able to take a little bit more time. The other thing about it is, you know, there was a bit of of hubris in the design of this car with the Falcon wing doors, with the for X, instance, right? Oh my with gosh. the X, right? Ridiculous. So with the X, he could have made that car a year sooner. And and I'm not saying he should have done this using minivan sliding doors, right? Same access, not sexy. Not sexy, but, but the practical. same access, right? So the reason that minivans have that, right, is because it's easy to access that second row of seats, yes. right? And the third row of seats is not a problem through that door. So he could have done that. Even though he knows from 
automobile history books, right? The gold wings on the Mercedes, the gold wings on the DeLoreans, the gold wings on the Lambos. All of these things have had problems over the years, right? But he still was like, we can do it. We're smarter than everyone else. And he did it, but it cost at, at what cost? Well, he has suggested, he hasn't even suggested, he said, we made this thing way too complicated. Yeah. And it's delayed the X a lot. But now the X is getting these fantastic reviews. Again, history will decide. So here's how it works, Tom. I'm going to tell you how it works. Okay. We can BS on about whether he should have done an expensive car first that was complicated and sexy or whether he should have that's, done a practical car first. That's a show. Mm-hmm. We could do that. Mm-hmm. And um, we do. And we do all the time. But only history will determine whether he's a genius or not. Because if Tesla works, let's fast forward 20 years. Tesla is a huge manufacturer of spectacular cars and has really moved the needle and is profitable. Yeah. We'll look back and say that guy was a genius the way he For did sure. that. For yeah. sure. And if 20 years from now, Tesla is like, hmm, doesn't exist. It's been gobbled up by Ford and they've pushed them all into a giant landfill. They'll go, hmm, he was an idiot. History <sighs> will decide. But – Okay, but which like so? Let's say in the future. So let's say the, the bad part happens, right? And Tesla is gone, and there are no mass market electric cars besides being mostly guaranteed to be underwater. At I was going to say, right? who's making the electric boats for <laughs> right. us? Besides being mostly underwater, what if Tesla fails in twenty years? But Nissan, Toyota, Ford, Chevy all have. 200 plus fast charging cars that are selling 10 12 million dollar 12 10 or 12 million units a year is tesla still a failure well again if i'm writing this history book it will depend <laughs> how i'm feeling that day Where this, did happened, this show go this happened because of him or it was going to happen anyway no i mean i think he definitely moved I, the needle he accelerated things i think there's little doubt about that all right let's talk about autonomous vehicles let's do it i like autonomous vehicles i know you do and so there's a little video here and mm-hmm. i took it one way and you took another there's a video here on electric <laughs> it uh, shows a guy is in his tesla and then there's this dude with some spectacularly bad driving now look i'm not the best driver in the world but this no. guy in a truck basically plows across like four lanes of traffic to get did, off yeah and almost takes out this guy in his Tesla, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there smoking a cigarette, and the autopilot grabs the car and moves it off to the side and says, hey, idiot, Yeah, grab the steering wheel, <laughs> and saves his Pay life. Pay attention. Right, but okay, so this guy's getting- So I thought that yeah, really he, would have helped me, because yeah, I did not see awesome. that thick and I did not see that thing coming. You didn't? Did you really watch the video? Because yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. Four lanes over. Okay, yeah, first off- knew it was coming. First off, it's two- freeways transitioning and merging right so this guy decided he's not going to pay attention and he's going to let his tesla kind of take over i don't know i saw this video very differently because it was like this was not a situation in which somebody paying attention to driving wouldn't have been able to save themselves right the car saved themselves don't get me wrong but it had to because of the situation that it got itself into. Don't you think, though, that that's a nice feature in addition? Yes, you should sure. take notice, but for now, having that additional thing, I'll give you an example, son. Okay. Ready son. for this? Wow. We're walking home, and we're driving home. My son is uh, starting to learn to drive, right? Uh-huh. So uh, he's uh, driving the car, my wife's in the front. I have to get in the back and hide because I'm the worst backseat driver in the world. And he's I driving like, which car? He's driving the, the big uh, the SUV, the hybrid, the, uh, okay. the, the Highlander. The Highlander. Mm-hmm. So he's driving it, and uh, there's this kid runs across in front of the oh. car, full speed. Oh just run, doesn't look. There's a little puppy that's running away, and he just books right in front of the car. My son, good drive. Slams the brakes. But that could have gone very differently. 
if he was a little distracted or uh, my son who's just getting his license could have killed that kid yeah. very easily. That would have been traumatic. And that would have been horrible for everybody. Nobody's fault. You know, little kids get distracted and run across the street. My son's a new driver. may not have... The idea that there would be an additional thing in the car that goes, hey, you may not have seen this little kid running and slam on the brakes for you. Give right. me that right now. Auto braking exists. It has existed for a few years in a lot yeah. of luxury cars as it yeah. is. It's going to be standard, right? The, the, the governmental organizations in charge of all of this, eventually that's going to be on every car. You know, it's just going to be part of life and it's going to save lives like this little child who your son luckily saw. I'm just saying, I, first I was like, this is going to be bad, 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 but now I'm starting to see it. But this is all theoretical BS, Tom, because yeah. I've never driven a car with these additional autopilot features right. because I'm a loser <laughs> You're not a until loser. the end of the month. You're not a loser. We just don't. We, we had our opportunity. We were too busy to make it down oh, yeah, to the E-Race, and uh, we didn't get a chance to drive it. But what will happen? The end of this month, early next month. I'm going to be sitting in the back seat of your ex driving that thing eventually. It's going to be pretty sweet. I'm not even going to be in the driver's seat. I'm so seat. excited. It's just a few weeks away. I'm going to get my ex. I'm going to drive really inappropriately. I'm going to test out all these features. Yeah. I'm great. actually going to drive alongside you and try to swerve into yeah, you. Yeah, could you? Take your ass and just cut across it and see if you can take me out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good times. All right. Uh, supercharger. So your wife just called you. She did this She's morning. got the ex. She's off to work. The and S. Sorry. The S, sorry. Sorry, Tom doesn't have an X. No. You got the S, she's at work, and then this little thing pops up. Boop, there's a software upgrade for your S. <laughs> it doesn't I, have that voice at all. Uh, I'm pretty sure it does. It's just text-based. And it says, oh, I would like to update the software. <laughs> and your wife calls in like, uh, do you know about this? Uh, should I do it? And your answer was? I have no idea. <laughs> so these come out all the time, and I think <laughs> this update this week is for soup I'm hoping it's for the Supercharger real-time data. So, again, this is another article from Electric. <laughs> that says uh, that they're finally going to have this supercharger information, which has been available to Tesla forever. And so what this basically says is how many stalls are in use, and you could probably work out what the waiting times are if there's waiting times right. on average. So uh, I'm excited about that because that's going to help my route planning, particularly on days that could be busy. In what way? This is what I wanted to know. Right now, the supercharger network, let's say we're going north. We're going to another Tesla Connect event, for instance, right? And we're driving, and we realize we need to charge for a few minutes at Tahoe Ranch Supercharger, yes. right? Yes. We don't have any options. Yeah, we do, actually. Not really. So, yeah, we do, because this happened at the Tahoe Ranch at Christmas, and there were these huge long lines. If you had have known that that was uh, the case, mm -hmm. you get in this line, you're like, I wonder how long this is going to take. And it says, it's uh, the average here is about two hours. You'd be like, damn, what are my other options? Turns out that there are other charges that you could have used. Let's say you only needed 20 extra miles. There's actually other charges that are like 10 miles away uh, that could be used. So you could say, I'm going to go up to that, not in Tesla, but electric car charger and go plug in there for half an hour, get me a few extra miles, then I'm gone. So I can see not this. Not supercharging. Not supercharging. But if I know that that supercharger is packed, I'm either going to charge more at home and say I better be able to have enough to go past it, or I'm going to look on the website there and I'm like, what are the charges in nearby that I could use that aren't Tesla chargers? I'm just saying it could help. Or it certainly could help by calling your wife at home or the husband or whoever and saying, I'm not going to be home for dinner <laughs> <laughs> because this wow. thing is going to be two hours. 
Yeah. It's all about getting warm But dinner. you know that once you get there, that it's going to be really. two hours. It's nice to know beforehand. I More information you. is bad. But I think eventually if they do build them out, and I think they shouldn't necessarily – this was a thought that I had. They shouldn't necessarily build out Tohon Ranch twice as big. They should build the one – 50 miles up the road, right? They should start spreading them out a little bit more. And I think that's going to be more and more critical, especially when you're talking about the Model 3s with a very different range situation. Right. And that came up in a letter which we'll talk about at the end. But uh, Powerwall is here, Tom. Yay, Powerwall. Oh, actually, I should go back to that uh, software update. I have no idea what that software update is either. Uh, I haven't got it yet. We're guessing. We're guessing. Actually, we are no longer guessing because I got the notification while we were recording and I went out there and I updated the car and it turns out that it looks like a minor tweak to a variety of things and there is no update to the supercharger real-time data. They say, yes, they've tweaked the if the supercharger is in maintenance, it comes up with a different icon, but they had that before. It's just a tweaking of that. It is not what I was looking for, which is the real-time data of who is using the superchargers. I'm sorry. Maybe next week. Um, so, uh, the power wall is now sh- about to ship. I ship my pants. <laughs> I ship my wall. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, that is a K-Bot had here in the United States and it is brilliant. Look it up on YouTube. I shipped my pants. Ship my pants? Right here? Ship my pants? You're kidding. You can ship your pants right here. You hear that? I can ship my pants for free. Wow. I just may ship my pants. Yeah. Ship your pants. Billy, you can ship your pants too. I can't wait to ship my pants, Dad. I just shipped my pants, and it's very convenient. Very convenient. I just shipped my drawers. I just shipped my nightie. I just shipped my bed. If you can't find what you're looking for in store, we'll find it at Kmart.com right now and ship it to you for free. All right. So uh, so they're doing the 7-kilowatt uh, one, and then... Uh, nobody wants it, but I don't know what's going to happen. How many these are going to sell? I don't want one anymore. I want one for backup. This one is not for backup. It's for daily use. It's to save you money. Not that big a deal. But there's a little note here that says Powerwall 2 is coming with upgrades. But we don't know what those upgrades are, whether they're using magnesium or whether they're using lithium or something else. We don't know. But there's a new version coming at the end of the summer. How is there a new version when the first version hasn't even been tested um, on in the real world I'm yet? Just saying. The next version uh, is 10 uh, kilowatt uh, s- storage. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You just took that off. You Hello? Like what? Yeah, it is weird that it hasn't even shipped yet. And they're like, oh, and by the end of the summer, there's a new version. Whenever you do that, Mike, well, I don't want the one you're right. about to Why? send me. I, barely I want w- the new one. Right. There's 10,000 customers who barely wanted the first one. <laughs> now, and now they're going to be like, well, I haven't paid them anything for it. So, mm, no, I don't think I'll get it. And Tesla will have this huge stack of power walls, like ones, hanging out in there. In their auditorium. Uh, so that was <laughs> That's a, weird. It's a kind of a weird thing. Look, uh, before we get to letters, we have a lot of letters to go through. A lot of letters. Let's, let's go back to the SpaceX launch. Oh. If you remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's this other company called SpaceX that Elon Musk owns. He wants yeah. to get us to be a multi-planetary species. He wants to get us to Mars. He wants to do a lot of things. First thing you've got to do, though, is have rockets that can lift heavy things and then come back and land in an inexpensive way. Now... We've been talking about this for a long time. Why do they not just land it on land? Because they've already done that. Why do they have to do it on this barge out in the ocean? And there is this fantastic animation that goes with this uh, audio that you're about to hear that explains it better than I've ever heard it explained. So go to the website and check out the link. Here's a little bit of that audio again. So what they're doing is that they're taking this rocket from outer space and they're bringing it down onto a barge that's floating out in the ocean. The ocean isn't that flat. There's actually a lot of waves and they stick the landing and they go crazy. There's the engine. 
And it basically says if you have this barge that's out there away from the site and you put it in the right place, you can significantly reduce the amount of fuel that you need to bring that rocket back. <laughs> oh, my God. I said this again last night to one of my curling teammates. He's like, oh, I don't understand why they're doing it on the barge. I'm like, well, let me drop some knowledge on you. It's and, to save fuel. And he tried to stop me. And I'm like, listen, this is what I do. Yeah, I hit him over the head with a curling iron. <laughs> That was exciting. So they landed on the barge. They, they get the landed they, on the barge. And two days later, they made it to the space station. So that 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 dragon uh, capsule was chasing the space station around the Earth for two days, and it finally caught up to it. And then they're going to deploy the beam. The most exciting thing about this whole thing is the beam. What beam? The Bigelow Expandable Activity Module. Oh, the beam. <laughs> the beam. 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 B E A M. Oh, Everything beam. in space is acronyms. That's so it's right. the Bigelow big Expandable balloon. Activity. So this is the sort of bouncy proof house. of concept. <laughs> I think you called it the bouncy house. It's a bouncy house, right? It's the proof of concept as to whether or not these inflatable uh, habitats are habitatable. Yeah. That's a word. <laughs> so they're going to attach it with the Canadian arm to the side of the space station. Hey, doing hey? And I'm going to hold her right here. And hey. then they're going to like inflate it. I think they're like they have some hand pumps or yeah. some foot pumps or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. And then, then it's going to expand to be about the size of a room. And then they're just going to wait. And they're going to see. They're going to know. They know that like micro meteors are going to hit it because that stuff hits the space station all the time. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, they're going to send an astronaut inside it. To sort of check it out, look around, and be like, yeah, there's no bad holes. Supposedly, the walls are stronger than the walls on the space station, which if I've been up in the space station for a year, I'm like, huh? Really? What? What? You didn't? You, you it's didn't not that us? strong is what you're saying to me? Yeah. And they're, what's um, underreported, but is an absolute fact, they're going to fill it with small balls <laughs> so you can jump in there and dance around. It's not Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, it's not? No, no it's, it's not like one of the astronauts' birthday gifts. <laughs> that would have been so funny. That would have been cool. But That's they're going to determine you know, all of its radiation. So the real reason for this is obviously smaller packages. Oh, are you looking at me? That can expand <laughs> into big living spaces for living on uh, places such as... Mars. Mars. Right. Yeah, the idea that you can have uh, these big inflatable uh, habitats is a pretty cool idea. Instead of, instead of bringing steel and crap, it's a little uh, bag. <laughs> steel it's like a crap. Ziploc bag, you blow a bit of air, and boom, you can live it there. It is, but it's very strong, leak-proof performance. So when is it's that going to deploy? Pr- pretty exciting. Soon. That's a good question. I don't Soon. know when in the... Uh, the supply thing. I mean, I think the astronauts were really more concerned with getting the chocolate bars and hamburgers off of that bad boy because they haven't had a decent resupply uh, in a while. That's a lot of s'mores. <laughs> and tang. <laughs> tang. It is somebody's birthday and they got a bouncy house. Uh, bouncy oh. house, tang, and s'mores. That is a birthday oh, party down on Earth. Wonderful. <laughs> so we're going to do letters. And the first letter is actually pre-recorded because young Cynthia needed some advice. I gave it to her. Here's that email. So uh, we got an email from Cynthia W. And she says, Hi, Mel and Tom. I need your honest opinion. Help. I can't decide. I'm ordering my Model S in the next day or two. I was originally planning on getting the 90 kilowatt battery since I always thought 
the important place to put your money is in the battery range. However, when I went into the shop to place my order yesterday, the salesperson practically talked me out of it. He didn't think the difference in the range was worth the $13,000 difference between the 70 and the 90. And now everybody I've spoken to in my family seems to agree. I'm more confused than ever. I was wondering if you could weigh in on the topic. Although I mostly will be using the car for short jaunts around town, literally soccer mum-like stuff, and that is well within the range of a 70-kilowatt battery, I hope to be a retired person in the next few years who spends her time taking cross-country road trips in my Tesla, maybe even living out of it since I heard that if you fold back the seats, you can actually fit an air mattress in there and sleep. Do you think the 48-mile increase in range will really make a difference in terms of range anxiety on long trips, planning supercharger stops, etc.? Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. I haven't yet had a chance to get back and catch up on all the previous episodes, so I apologize if you've already covered this topic. Cynthia... Thank you so much for your letter. Look, um, I'm biased on this topic, so I'm going to give you my opinion, and it's probably flawed in logic in multiple different areas, which many of the listeners will uh, point out. But here's my spiel. My spiel is that I want more range all the time. To me, it's the single biggest thing to make this car under the circumstances you're talking about. If you're going to be doing lots of road trips, then I think the more range, the better. And the reason is because although there are lots of superchargers here in the US, they're not everywhere. There's certain national parks and other places that are still a little hard to get to on the standard range of even a 90 kilowatt uh, Tesla and to be feeling good about it. Like not worrying that if I go off and do a little sort of off the beaten path trip that I can get back to where there's a charger. So if you're going to be doing interesting trips and it's really exciting and I'm very happy for you, then I really do suggest that you get the bigger battery. I think it uh, also future-proofs that car a little bit. Because over time, if you're doing lots of miles, then there will be battery degradation. So if you're going to keep this car for fifty or 100,000 miles, you're not going to get the maximum range that you're getting now. It's going to go down. So there are two reasons I think that it's worthwhile. Another reason is if that supercharger that you're about to go to is full, which does happen, and there's another supercharger you know, 50 miles down the road that's not full, then it's really nice to have that extra range and say, look, I'm not going to charge here. I'm just going to go to the next one. So they're my reasons. $13,000 is a lot for an extra 50 miles of range. But if you have the money, I think personally it's worth it. But if you're going to use this car mostly for just sort of shorter trips around town and you only occasionally do a long trip, yeah, it's probably not worth it. But if you're definitely thinking about this is going to be my road trip vehicle, more is better. In fact, I would like to have a 300 400, even 500 mile range. And I'd pay a significant amount of money for that because I like the independence of not having to charge for a long time if I don't need to. But that is my two cents. It is expensive. But if it were me doing lots of road trips, I would drop the cash. Next note we have is from Benji. I believe this came via the Twitter. Try and summarize. It's quite a long one. First of all, he's asking, uh, what is the size of this Model 3? Because we started talking about comparing it to some cars. And he's like, uh, maybe I'm wrong. But um, I think the Tesla Model 3 and the BMW 3 Series, which we compared against, are small, not midsize. So is this going to be a small car or a midsize car? So my opinion on the car is, yes, it's going to be a small size car, but they said room for five adults. That is not a small size car. If you get back in the back of a BMW 3 Series uh, with three other adults, you better be very, very friendly with one another. So if... 
in my opinion, the interior of the car is bigger. It fits more in the midsize, the Camry, the Accord size thing. So that's sort of what I meant. It may have come off a little bit confusing, but there's no way, you know, you're getting a bunch of comfortable people in an A3 or an A4 or whatever, you know. So I agree with you. I think outside it might be classified as a small car, but inside more mid-size it's kind of like doctor who's tardis it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside <laughs> if i knew what that reference was oh, i, I would be like you that is americans amazing. are make me sick that you, you know don't what have to know this great the british show doctor who exactly what um then he talks about um <laughs> the chevy bolt being uglier the than chevy the Yaris. Bolt being ugly i don't think it's ugly no and it's definitely not uglier than a yaris nothing I is mean, uglier than a yaris that's seriously. ridiculous and then his last comment i think here was about he doesn't really care about autonomous driving. He likes to drive, and he just wants to make sure that the Tesla Model 3 has lots of goodies that make driving fun and that it's a sexy thing, and then that's all he wants. Okay, that's your opinion. I don't want to drive anymore. I think I've made it clear. It'll I'm be done. fun to drive. And again, that's the beauty of this, and we had a letter last week that sort of talked about this. You get the option with autopilot. Yes, it is fun to drive down the coasts of California or or through the fields of Nebraska. Sure, that's fun. Go ahead, drive. But it is not fun to drive uh, in traffic for an hour and a half, so don't. Enjoy yourselves and kick back. But the most interesting thing about this letter, this guy opened my eyes to the fact that I can add fast charging to my RAV4, Mel. Yeah, he said that, hey, Tommy loves your RAV4. I had no idea. That you can drop for three grand. A uh, Chatamo adapter or something to 3, that thing? 3,300 installed. They put it – I looked. I put a posted an article, this company, Quick Charge Power. They make a Chatamo adapter, and they basically put it under the hood where you Tesla people would call the frunk. Mm-hmm. We have a hood because there's some sort of motory thing under there. They put it right there in the center. It's got the big Chatamo thing, and apparently you can charge the thing in like 40 minutes Are all the way up. Are you uh no because i don't have thirty three hundred dollars maybe if we start to get some donations to the show i'll do it just to test it out i i would love to have one i've got a chatamo charger about three blocks from my house that's basically a big charging brick for my car because it doesn't work but i am fascinated by that there's so much to talk about charging, and there's a number of other letters about this, but I'm actually getting an expert a world expert on all these charging standards and the new ones that are coming yeah David Turner. He was uh, asked an interesting question, which is, uh, he was wondering if Tesla might incentivize the waiting hordes who are waiting for the Model 3 with a cheaper Model S. Like, uh, give them some incentives and let's move some of those S's out. Maybe they could get it down to like the forty-five, dollars $50,000 range. What do you think, Tom? Is that going to happen? No. No. Either. Not going <laughs> to happen. They need Why the would profit. they do that? I They're don't losing understand. money on them now. What would they... What would they gain? What would they have to do? So would they go back and make 40 S's, like Model 40s? Yeah, I don't think that this is uh, likely to happen now. Maybe again once the uh, once they get the big uh, Gigafactory going and they can produce the S's at less cost. But they if, need that now because they don't make any money on the damn S. If they start getting a whole lot of S's returned on the leases, um, Maybe they'll make the used ones a little bit cheaper. They haven't really shown a lot of uh, movement in that position, to be honest with you. So, no, I think the answer to that question is no. A used Model S on the website, I believe today, is $70,000 at the cheapest, and they're about eighty five. dollars so. Doug no. also goes into the cost of uh, supercharging, and he does a lot of math there. But the summary is um, 
charging too much for supercharging capability doesn't make economic sense. Um, so he's not sure how many people are going to jump on board with this. And he gives an example. You know, If there was a supercharger across the street from me, I would go out of my way and I'd plug it over there and I'm sorry, that's what I'd do. Right. But if the supercharger was – and he has in his case – supercharger about 10 minutes away. Uh-huh. He just like – yeah, at first you're like, oh, I'll just go over and charge for free at the supercharger. I'll drive 10 minutes and I'll go charge up and then I'll drive 10 minutes back. And he goes, mm, but you know what? After just doing that a few times, it's a pain in the butt. I just charge at home. So he's not so worried that Model 3 people are going to be opting to um, – up all the charges all the time because they're just not going to be that many of them around. But again, the problem here, Doug, is all the Model 3 users that are across the street from the supercharger, they potentially could use them. So he's suggesting... Plus, that's an N of one. I would sit at a supercharger for a half an hour. I wouldn't drive 10 minutes out of my way to send... Work on this show, read the notes. I do it once, but it's so much easier to charge at home. He was wondering if there might be sort of a two-tiered system. One is like, I want free supercharging for life. That's $3,000. Or I just want to do supercharging every now and then when I go on trips and pay some fee for that. That's dangerous it's to interesting. me. And I made a note about that. So that thing. So what, what he was referring to, I believe, in that case was like, let's say you're going on a road trip. Can you buy a week's worth of supercharging mm-hmm. for a premium amount? I think people wouldn't want to do that. A... That doesn't, that's going to, if I do that, I'm going to want some priority, right? I'm going to want to know that when I get to the supercharger, I don't wait two hours. Mm-hmm. And and I, it just doesn't make sense on a monetary level for the building out of the network of the superchargers. I just don't, I don't see that being a, a, a viable option, especially when you think about the times when this is an issue, Christmas, Thanksgiving, 300,000, maybe an additional, you know, a 5X amount of of S's and Model 3's hitting the road at Christmas, you can't temporarily add that much supercharging in a certain area to make up for that those people who have paid to get access to it. So that to me doesn't it kind of fails in that in that in that uh, situation. Yeah, well, there, well, there's, there's two issues. One is what you do for that those times when it's really busy. And he's just saying like most people might realize they're not going to use the supercharger network much, but I just wanted every now and then, is there a way to do that? And otherwise just like have Apple pay. Like I was just at Costco and in the electric car stall yeah. and you just go Apple pay, mm-hmm. boom, fill my car up while I'm going walking around. Right. So they could do theoretically the same thing. Yeah. They definitely they could, could do charge superchargers. They could definitely charge you, but it's just a question of, of again, like does that build out the network? And that's the ultimate thing. It- Here's a, a letter from Mario Swedinsky. Swedzinski. Swedzinski. The reading is not so strong no, with not you. not so good with the reading. The force is not Swedzinski. strong with you. He has got this uh, whole spiel about charging. And I was going, and you were going, like, wish there was a sh- couple of standards here because there's so many different charges. And he gives yeah. a Wikipedia link, which makes it even more difficult. There's so many different charging a lot, standards. Yeah. And he's like a free market guy. He's like, let the free market work this out. If governments come in and come with standards, they'll screw it up. Now, I'm a bit of a both. I like the free markets, but every now and then I like a, a bit of intervention here to say we need some standards. Without standards, it can be a cluster. Uh, but we'll just see how this turns out. Again, I'm going to be talking to uh, a world expert in this to talk about some of the new charging standards that are coming. So uh, we'll get back to you on that. But thank you for your comment, Is- Marlo. Marlo. What's your <laughs> Marlo name? Marlo Swedzinski. Marlo. And uh, finally, Dan Howard. 
Dan asked the question, look, he went to uh, Tesla and wants to know how long this battery is going to last. Now, we spoke about this in detail in prior episodes, but here is the summary, Dan, because he says, I can't get this information. The summary is that these batteries seem to be able to be charged and discharged much more efficiently than even Tesla thought. So we believe right now the best evidence is at this moment that after 100,000 miles, you'll have at least 80% of your original capacity. If uh, you do some quick math on that, 100,000 miles and you get 250 miles out of a full discharge out of your battery, then that would be 400 cycles of complete charging and discharging, and you would have still 80% of your capacity. There is the suggestion that maybe you'll actually have 90% of your capacity. Um, There is this aggregating data site that's looking at people's range and how many miles they've done, and it does suggest right now that uh, after 100,000 miles, you can have at least 80 and maybe as much as 90% capacity If that is helpful to you, there it is right there. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a lot of great uh, letters. We love your letters. Thank you very much. Uh, Tom, thank thank you you for being here on Talking Tesla. Thank you for listening to Talking Tesla. It's been a great show, Tom. It has been a great show after a great week for Elon Musk. So, What do you think he did? Oh, I I think it was the ice ice cream. cream. It may have been the ice cream with the chips because we all love the sweet, salty, crispy thing. Not the salsa. That'd be gross. That'd be But I don't think it was the zebra hey, and lions Tesla, either. I mean, uh, Elon, just send us a tweet. What did you do? How'd you celebrate? Yeah. Big week. That would be great. There'll be some down weeks coming. Trust me. If anybody out there has access to Elon uh, via Twitter anyway, ask him what he did. Ask him if he did anything. Ask him if he even thought it was exciting. Maybe he hopped in a, a gasoline-fueled vehicle and just drove a lot. <laughs> he got in his DeLorean. Yeah, it's like, woohoo! I'm going to burn some hundred cubs. Woohoo! All right, Talking Tesla. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Why? Because we're talking. 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 Talking Tesla. And I should say, for those of you that are interested, if you go into our website at talkingtesla.net, you can do a poll about whether you would buy a Model 3 if you don't get that $7,500 federal cash rebate. We're going to start doing some polls. We like a good poll.